Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur here to help you end body shame, find freedom from the shoulds, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we discuss how to break diet dependence, demystify current health and wellness trends, and help you find the confidence to feel empowered in your life. With that, let's go to the show. All right, friends, welcome back. Tonight we are talking about ways to feel successful when you're trying to get healthy. This is a big one because I think a lot of times we feel like failures when we cannot stick to a diet or maybe we start a new exercise program and don't see results right away or we try to eat differently and it's like, okay, it's been like a day and my pants are still tight and it can be really disheartening and discouraging when you're trying to make changes and you're just not seeing the results as quickly as you want. And I wanna tell you from a fitness and nutrition professional standpoint that weight loss is hard, okay? It's just hard, friends. It's not just you, it's not. It is so complicated. It is, it's a concept that just has so many facets to it and so much stigma and so much emotion tied into it that comes from when we were kids. I asked a question in Instagram and Facebook this week about a time that somebody said something to you when you were a kid or a teenager growing up that impacted you about your body. And the example I gave is that when I was nine, I was wearing shorts and my aunt looked at my legs and said, oh, Kimmy, you should not wear shorts. You have spider veins. And while that may be true, (laughs) 25 years later, every time I put on a pair of shorts, guess what I think of? Are people going to be grossed out by the blue veins on the side of my leg? And it's taken me a long time to not care and to wear shorts anyways. Because let me tell you, I got some gorgeous gams. I got some good looking legs. And you know what? Who cares about what anybody else thinks? Who cares? But it was amazing to me to hear some of the stories that women shared about voices that still to this very day dictate how they feel about their bodies. And I'm sure you have a story just like mine and like theirs. Voices in your head from well-meaning people or maybe bullies or jealous siblings who made you feel bad about your body. So there's so much emotion that's wrapped up into this idea of weight loss and health and being fit and strong. There's just a lot to it. And I just want to take the burden off of you. I just want to help assuage some of your guilt, remove the shame from you if you think it is your fault or that you are failing at it because you're not. It is so complex and complicated. I mean, I've been at this for 12 years 10 professionally, and I'm still learning a ton every single day. 
it is not like you get to a, the end result, right? It's not like you lose the weight and then magically it stays off. It's not like you achieve health and then you're done. This is a lifelong process that we're talking about. This is the rest of your life if you choose it. This is a journey that you get to go on. Health is not a destination. <laughs> it is a journey that is fraught with hills and valleys and high mountain tops and slippery surfaces and you're going to fall down sometimes and that's okay. That's okay. You just got to get back up and keep going. And how do we keep going? We got to find success. Because if we don't feel successful, we're going to stay down on the ground and we're not going to get back up. And we're going to beat ourselves up and we can't have that. So here's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to start with these four steps to start to feel successful in getting healthy. And the very first one is that we need to define what healthy means. What are we talking about when we talk about health? Because I think the first thing we got to do is shift our mindset from weight loss to health. Because as you focus on health and as you shift your mind, your body cannot help but come along with you. As you're working on self-care, as you're working on the food that you eat and understanding it, and as you're working on, on movement and moving in ways that feel good, your body will respond. It will in positive ways that you are wanting to see when you shift the focus. So first, we have to understand what we mean when we say healthy. Because healthy can be so ambiguous, right? There's so many conflicting ideas of what healthy is. Is it low carb, high carb? Is it no carb, high fat, low fat, no fat? Is it working out five days a week, eating six times a day, or eating three times a day? What is it? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna break this down into four parts. We're going to define what healthy should mean according to everybody else. What do you think healthy should look like? What do you, what are the voices that come into your head say? What are the thoughts that immediately pop off the top of your head? Healthy should look like this. Healthy should look like eating broccoli. Healthy should look like working out. What does it look like for you? The second way you're going to define it is what has it looked like for you in the past? When I first started kind of dabbling in nutrition, I was obsessed with clean eating. I thought that clean eating was the way to go. I ate brown rice, eggs. I had like all sorts of ancient grains and lots of yogurt because I thought that those things were healthy for me. But it turns out that those things actually caused me to have SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, and a story for another day, which led to me having a really hard time not only getting pregnant, but having chronic stomach aches. Chronic stomach aches and muscle fatigue and muscle pain. I was getting injured all the time. All because of the healthy, quotes, air quotes, you can't see them, but they're there, healthy foods that I was eating. Now it looks like undistracted eating. For me, when I think of health as far as nutrition goes, it means eating without distraction and focusing on the foods that I'm eating and how I feel about them and how they make me feel. 
So that's the third part is you're gonna define what healthy looks like for you right now. Where you're at today, what do you feel like healthy looks like? The fourth way is defining health as you want it to look like. If you could dream up your ideal scenario of what health looks like, I want you to write it down. Because if you don't know what you want, you don't know where to go. So that's the next part that we're gonna focus on is once you've defined what healthy looks like, you're gonna look at what you want. What do you want from your life? What do you want physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, nutritionally? What do you want from your life? Do you wanna go up the stairs without feeling out of breath? Do you wanna chase your grandkids around the yard? Do you wanna be able to enjoy a meal out with family and not feel so guilty or stressed about the foods that you're eating? What do you wanna do? What do you want from your life? And you've gotta know what you want in order to move toward it. I think a lot of people suffer from ambiguity. It's like a disease in the health and fitness industry. It's like, I wanna be healthy, I wanna be toned, but it's like, we don't know exactly what that means for you. It's ambiguous, it's vague, and it'll fail you because you don't know what to do to get to what you want. Once you know what you want, then you have to give it a hard look. This is step number three. And ask yourself, is this practical? Can I achieve this? If you want to work out five days a week, is it practical? Can you achieve that? Is that something you can do? If you are wanting to change the shape of your body, is that gonna be practical for you? Is it gonna be sustainable? This is the other part to this question. If you cannot sustain it, don't start it. True story. Again, this is not a sprint, friends. This is a marathon that is gonna take you all the way through the rest of your life. So if you cannot sustain what you are starting, don't start it. So again, we're looking at what does healthy mean in these different areas? What do you want from health? What do you want it to give to you? And then ask yourself, okay, this is what I want. Can I get it? How do I get it? And as you start to do that, you can start to figure out ways that you can move yourself toward that. And there are some pretty straightforward ones like drinking more water. That's a healthy habit. For a lot of people, it's really hard. It is shocking to me the amount of struggle that it is for the vast majority of people to drink water. So just know that you're not alone if you struggle to drink water. I have days where it'll be four o'clock before I've had any water and I'm like, whoa, holy guacamole. I was tired and lethargic and hungry, but turns out I was just thirsty. So maybe for you, a practical, sustainable step is to get a water bottle that you like and to sip on water throughout the day. Small step. Maybe for you, you know, you want to run around in the yard with your kids or grandkids without feeling like you need to take a break. So what you're gonna do is, instead of taking the escalator or the elevator, take the stairs. Sustainable, small step. Maybe it is 
improving your quality of sleep. Maybe you get eight hours, but maybe they're not quality hours. So maybe you eliminate all the light from your room. Sustainable, small step, right? This is what we're looking for. We're not looking for an overhaul of your life. We're not looking for you to turn everything upside down and to change everything. That's not sustainable and it's not practical because ain't nobody got time for that. You don't. So what can you do? Small steps. So after you have defined what healthy looks like in the five areas, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and nutritionally, after you figured out what it, what do you want it to look like? What do you want from that? What do you want it to do for you? And decide if it's, if it is achievable, if it's sustainable. And if it is sustainable, okay, what are small steps that you can start taking to move yourself toward that end result? And these we're going to call not small steps, but we're going to transition into non-scale victories. So we're going to take the scale out of the equation. We're going to take body fat percentages, BMI measurements, anything like that. We're going to just take that off the table and we're going to focus on victories that feel good. So for you drinking more water, do you have a way to measure that? Maybe you do two water bottles a day and that is a non-scale victory. Maybe you have an elevator at your work and you take the stairs for a week. Non-scale victory. Maybe it's increasing the amount of sleep that you get. So instead of six hours, you bump it to seven or eight. Non-scale victory. And I want you to decide for yourself, okay, what are some things, looking at the list of what you want, what are some very practical things that you can do to get there. Maybe you want to increase the amount of time that you spend moving your body so you start walking around the block at lunchtime or after dinner. And maybe you start with 10 minutes and you work your way up to 20. Non-scale victory, right? There are many, many ways to start to build up these victories that build and build and build. And the great thing about that is that it's almost like a health savings account, right? So you're making these victories, these little deposits into your savings account because there are gonna be times when you're gonna need to make a withdrawal. And a withdrawal can look like having a meal where you, maybe you eat something that you don't normally eat. Or maybe you go on vacation and you don't work out for the time that you're gone. Maybe it's staying up all night to go see a movie premiere. These are withdrawals, things that take away from the things that you want, the goals that you have set for yourself. Takes away from those, but that's okay because you've built up these small victories, right? These deposits into that account so that when you make a withdrawal, it doesn't bankrupt you. And when we talk about bankrupting you, I'm talking about you Again, going back to that race metaphor in the beginning, laying on the ground, being like, I can't finish. I give up. It's too hard. No, you have your moment. You have your moment and you keep going. You don't stop. You don't quit because you're not a failure. 
You know you're not. Look at all the deposits that you made. Look how many times you took the stairs. Look how many nights of sleep that you got. Look how much water you're drinking. You're practically a faucet. Your pee is practically clear all day long. You are making these small steps, these non-scale victories. And friends, the last thing I want to leave you with tonight is to get rid of anything that you use as a measure of success that is not serving you. And I'm talking about two particular things that I know of. One of them is your skinny clothes. Do you have these in your closet? Maybe it's a pair of jeans or shorts that you can't quite get buttoned, but one of these days you're gonna fit into those shorts and that's when you're gonna be successful. Or maybe it's a scale that's in your house. And when that scale hits a certain number, then you're gonna be successful. Friend, I'm gonna tell you, your weight is gonna fluctuate all your life. It is not like you, again, hit that static spot of like, woohoo, I did it, I lost the weight, it's gone forever. As any of us that have done diets before know, uh, it's very hard to stay at that weight loss place. There's science to back this up too. If you lose 3% of your body weight, your body immediately goes into like a freak out mode and is like, oh my gosh, get it back. We got to get it back. And this is why usually around like three to four weeks into a diet or program, you start to fall off the wagon because your body like ramps up. Your body heat, it ramps up your metabolism and it ramps up your appetite because it just lost a significant part of you and it needs it back. So you're fighting against your biology. So having these measures of success that are dependent upon your weight do not serve you. They don't serve you, friend. They don't. And on the opposite side of that too, the clothes, the air quote fat clothes that you may keep, clothes from when you were out of control and you were at your worst, but you keep them just in case. Girl, get rid of those clothes. Get rid of the skinny jeans. Get rid of the clothes that are you can't fit into and the clothes that you don't want to fit into. Get rid of those. They're not serving you. Do you have clothes that you wear and you don't feel confident in? Get rid of them. They're not serving you. That scale, get rid of it. It is not serving you. Do you want to have the most cathartic experience ever in the world? Take your scale outside, put on some safety goggles, take a sledgehammer, and just smash the ish out of that scale. Say good riddance, three-digit numbers. You no longer dictate my feelings of success, my feelings of confidence, my feeling of empowerment in my own life. You're not going to take it away from me anymore. And you just smash it. Or if you don't have a sledgehammer, like throw it off of your roof. <laughs> I don't know. Go up to your second story window and just huck that thing out there. Get rid of it is what I'm saying. Donate it if you want to, but it's, it's a lot more fun to destroy it. <laughs> but seriously, friends, if it's not serving you, get rid of it. If it's a magazine that you read that makes you feel bad about yourself or like you're not enough, get rid of it. 
If it's somebody you follow on social media that just makes you feel bad about yourself or makes you compare yourself, unfollow them. It is not worth it. And that takes those take withdrawals out of your savings account. And we want to switch it so that you're making lots and lots and lots of deposits and building up that confidence, building up that security to know that you can get what you want if it's practical, sustainable, and achievable for you. So maybe you're coming to the end of this and you're like, okay, I don't know where to start. Kim, I need some serious help with this. Send me a message. Send me an email, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. Let's talk about your next best step and how to get you moving on this path. Because I want you to feel empowered in your life. Life is too short to spend feeling like a failure, feeling guilty, feeling shameful. Because sister, weight loss and health, while not synonymous, they are both 90% mental and they are hard and it's not your fault. Can I just say this? It is not your fault that you struggle. It's not. It is not your fault that you struggle. The voices in your head from years and years and years of comments about your body or watching people critique or criticize their bodies and learning from media what you should be, how your body should look, the things that you should do to achieve this label of healthy or fit or strong. And those, they don't serve you. What serves you? What do you want? What's sustainable? Again, if you're struggling and you don't know, email me, reach out, go to the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group, kimludeman.com, and share with us. You can even write a post that says something like, I don't even know where to start. Or if you want to, I would love to read some of your definitions of what healthy should mean, has looked like, looks like now, and what you want it to be. I would love to read those. So if you're brave enough, I would love for you to share those in the group and let us cheer you on and get some encouragement because it's so hard to change in isolation, friends. It's so hard to make these changes, but they're possible with the right support. So with that, I look forward to seeing what you come up with for what health should look like for you. And I cannot wait to see you next time. 